Welcome everyone to the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast, a place to come together to meet other passionate Jewish women from around the globe. We here value unity and we come together from different backgrounds, places and stages in life. We focus on what unites us being a Jewish woman. We believe that every woman has a beautiful and unique light to shine to our community and to the world. In these podcast interviews, we find the light in others, and we learn from everyone. These are the topics that matter most to you and empower you to be the inspired Jewish woman that you want to be. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Eve Levy coming to you with a special episode of the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast. This time I'd like to speak about Shabbos or Shabbat or the Sabbath, whatever you want to call it. It is a gift that Hashem, our God, gave the Jewish people. And I don't know if we always appreciate the gifts we are given, but in a couple weeks from now, we are having a worldwide project called the Shabbos Project. And well over a million Jews are signed up to be a part of this in some way, shape or form, whether it's a full Shabbat experience or a challah or a Havdalah service or just being a part of a meal. There are many ways to do Shabbat. It's not all or nothing. I'd like to share a little bit of inspiration that I have learned and gleaned throughout the years of my Shabbat observance, and maybe something will inspire you. Well, first of all, I'll start with this. A couple years ago, when I was living in Portland, Oregon, I got an interesting phone call. A woman asked me to come and speak at her husband's Mormon church. And this is not exactly something, a request that a Rebbitzin gets every day. (laughs) I didn't know what to make of it. But myself and two of my colleagues, two rabbis from my organization in Portland, we went and we met with the community. We met in their auditorium. We didn't go into the actual church. And I remember walking in there and being blown away. There were well over 200 seats out there. And I thought I was expecting just a handful of people. I mean, who's coming to hear about Shabbat? Why would Mormons listen? And it was a full house. And not only did they stay for the talk, but after it was over, there was a lineup. People were asking so many questions, how to bring the beauty of Shabbat into their homes and to their families. And I just couldn't believe it. I thought to myself, how do we get Jews to listen and to learn and to want to experience more of Shabbat? How do we share that excitement with the people of Shabbat, with the Jewish people who God gave this gift to? So a couple years ago, when I was living in Denver, Colorado, it was a Friday afternoon. I was working in the JCC and Always at the JCC on Fridays, you would have challahs in bags by the entry. And it was always like, oh, just seeing them made me feel excited. Like we're almost there. The week is almost over. You did it, Eve. It's time to rest. It's time to stop and to get off that treadmill. And the work is endless, right? Always. And just seeing the challahs made me happy. And one week when I was walking out on a Friday afternoon, so relieved that I could just let go of the workload, I bumped into a friend of mine who worked down the hall in the JCC in a different Jewish organization. 
question. And I said to her, Jamie, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Oh, so relieved that it's finally Shabbat. And she looked at me and it almost looked like there was this sadness in her eyes. And she said to me, Eve, you know, I don't have Shabbat the way you have Shabbat. I don't do the whole Shabbat. So for me, it's like, it's not a rest. It's not such a difference. It's just not. And I said to her, Jamie, you and I were the same. We have the same gift. God gave Shabbat as a gift to the Jewish people. And we could take it or leave it. Sometimes you have a gift and it stays in your house or in your attic or in your garage and you forget about it. And I feel like that's kind of what happened to the Jewish people. We were given a great gift. And in a way, we've chosen to put it to the side or not put so much into it. But what we all have in common as human beings, as Jewish people, is that we want to finally arrive at some point. We want to just get off that treadmill and let go and disconnect. We crave the feelings of connection and companionship and community. We crave all this stuff. We crave just stopping, stopping to do, do, do all the time. We feel like we're running the world. Stop doing and just be. We want to connect to something meaningful and deep. And we want to elevate the mundane. It's all mundane. We want to elevate something. We want to embrace and love our Judaism. We want all of this. I think everyone wants it. So how do we do it? How do we do it? That's the big question. I've been struggling with this for decades. And sometimes I do it really well. And sometimes I totally blow it. I'll tell you, if you were a fly on my wall on a Friday afternoon, you'd see that it's stressful, that the yetsarhara, the evil inclination, is totally here in full swing. We're moody and there's so much to do and there could be stress or tension or this is not ready and that's not ready and there's a time limit when we have to light the candles. It's not the most calm and peaceful experience. But when that moment comes and we light the candles, what's done is done. And there's this feeling of arriving somewhere, of just having no choice but to let go, to put it down. Whatever's done is done. And whatever's not done, okay, it's going to have to wait. I think Shabbat was created for me because if God did not command Shabbat to let go and to sit back down and to stop creating, I would just go and go and go. It's a gift. It's a gift that God says, recharge your batteries. Plug yourself in, take a deep breath. In fact, Rebetzin Yamima Mizrahi, she says that the word Shabbat is two words really. Shabbat. Bat is a daughter. She's talking to women. She's saying, shh, it's okay. Calm down, my daughter. I'm with you. I got things. I'm your loving father in heaven. It's gonna be okay. Calm yourself down. Rest. The word Shabbat actually means to rest, shove, to sit. Shove also could mean to return, just to return to who you are, to what it's all about. You know, sometimes when I gather women together, and I've done this in various places and communities, I'll ask them what their favorite thing is about Shabbat. And we could go around a circle. And what I hear again and again 
is all of the beautiful values that we hold so dear to ourselves. You hear things like family, connection, nostalgia. People are reminiscing about their grandparents. People love the food, the ability to just be with community. One lady, she said to me, she loves not driving. I I inquired like, well, what does that mean to you? And she said, you know, just to be able to be outside and to take a walk and to notice nature and to open her eyes. I totally hear that. I could be running and running and running all week long with no end in sight. And then Shabbat comes and it's almost like a different dimension. It's a gift. And the saying goes that more than the Jews have kept Shabbat, Shabbat has kept the Jews. There is a story, Rebetzin Esther Jungreis, of blessed memory. She was reminiscing about her time spent in the concentration camps. And she shares about her father bringing a few crumbs to her and to her siblings. And he says, children, close your eyes. Mommy is making challah. It smells so good. Here, and he hands out the crumbs that probably tasted like sawdust. And the children ate these little morsels that he had saved up all week. And she said what got them through such hard times was just reminiscing and putting them back in their place of Shabbat, of the beauty, of the songs, of the celebration, the connection, the family, all of that beauty. That is what got them through the darkest and bleakest of times. So what you put in, you're going to get out as with anything in life, right? The more you put in, the more you get out. We know that whoever works hard will have fruits to reap, fruits of their labor. The Talmud states that whoever puts an effort towards Shabbat, he will eat on Shabbat. He will eat on Shabbat. He'll have what to eat. And it's not only food. It's also energy and direction and intentions. If we put in a little bit more effort towards Shabbat, we will see blessing. Shabbat is known to be the Mekor Habaracha, the source of all blessing. And we all want blessing. It's an auspicious time for prayer, for connection, especially when we do the special mitzvot like lighting our Shabbat candles, preparing our foods, having all the blessings that go in, the challah, the kiddush, all of that stuff. So, so special. So I'm just going to share some tips. Okay. So there's lots of tips and it depends where you're at with your Shabbat observance or honoring it because we're all coming from different places. We're all just on a journey. We are all just on a journey. And one thing, just don't get yourself tripped up, baby steps, and it's not all or nothing. So that's really important to know. Now, a couple years back, I sent out an email to dozens of my friends from all over the world, many different countries, Canada, US, Israel, England, South Africa. I just put it out there to all my contacts and I asked them a few questions. I asked them, what is their favorite part about Shabbat? What do they love about it? I asked them, what is the obstacle that really gets in their way and holds them back? from celebrating and honoring the Shabbat. And that was really interesting and honest because, you know, it's hard for a lot of people, whether it's their kids' sports and activities or their husbands not being involved or interested or the loneliness of it. There's plenty. And let's be real with it, right? Nothing great is going to happen without 
hard work and it's probably not going to be easy, right? It's not going to be easy for everyone. So I also asked when I put out that email to all my friends, I asked for tips, tips and tidbits, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, what makes it easier and all of that. And I got some really interesting uh, bits of advice. Like some of them were practical, like working mothers that would talk about how they set their candles up before they went to sleep on Thursday night, or they became more organized or had a list, you know, a checklist that they went through every week just so they wouldn't forget things, or they started earlier in the week, or they had extra freezer space and they would cook double and they would freeze and, the, you know, all of that good stuff. But I'm going to read one of my favorites. And this is from a friend of mine, Neely Cousins, who now lives in Ramat Beit Shemesh in Israel. But um, when she wrote this to me, she was still living in Philadelphia. And if you know Neely, and I'm reading this to you, you are going to just smile because it sounds like she's actually standing here talking to us when I read her words. So listen to what she said. It really spoke to me. She said, the thing to remember is no one cares how fancy you are. People don't come for the chicken. They have chicken at home. If your meal is too perfect, they'll feel intimidated and they won't invite you to their house because they think they can't measure up. So you just lost a free meal. The only reason most people come for Shabbos is because they want to spend time with you and your family. The best food won't balance out a stressed out, withdrawn and uptight host. Trust me, I've been there. I only make easy, foul-proof quick recipes that I love to eat. Remember to look people in the eye when you speak to them, not constantly scan the table to see what you forgot to serve. Lean back in your chair, smile. Judaism wants you to love your life. Come in Shabbos, weekly candlelit dinner that starts with a glass of wine and homemade bread. Hello, those rabbis knew what they were talking about. All we have to do is not stress out and blow it relax and enjoy your life. So I just want to say that there's so much to discuss and talk about and think about and read about and learn and delve into on the topic of Shabbat, right? There's so much, it's endless and there's books and there's the halachot, the laws, and there's inspiration. It's so much out there. But the one thing I'm going to end with is that the most important ingredient you put in any dish, in anything that you do, is these three Hebrew words, Likavod Shabbos Kodesh, in honor of the Holy Shabbat. That's it. If we insert those three words, that little intention, that shift to anything we are doing all week long to build up towards Shabbat, we will see blessing. And this is the source of blessing for everything that is to follow throughout the rest of the week. I'm wishing you all a Shabbat Shalom. Not sure what day it is that you're listening to this, but I encourage you to look up the Shabbat project on the internet and sign yourself up and be a part of something that's happening in your community this year with COVID. Things are a little different. And the Shabbos Project is their tagline for this year is whoever, whatever, whenever, because that's basically our life nowadays. But whether you do something on Zoom before Shabbat or an outdoor Havdalah service, or you make challah with a friend, 
or join someone's meal or host someone that has never had a Shabbat meal before, be part of this. It's incredible. This is a gift. Take care. Thank you for listening. We value that you are a part of our community. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and to learn more about the work that we do at Inspire Jewish Women, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website at www.inspiredjewishwomen.com. Notice that we use the word woman and not woman in plural because Jewish women are most powerful when we bond together and we together can create amazing positive changes in the world. Bye for now. Hope to see you again soon so we could continue this conversation.